Hi, I'm Joel McMahon, pastor at San Philip United Methodist Church in San Philip, Texas. It's a beautiful day here in Texas, and uh, it's just my joy to share this Christmas message with you this day. But before we go any further, let's bow our heads for a moment of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for waking us up this morning and uh, allowing us to see and celebrate this wonderful Christmas day. We're so thankful for your Son, our Savior, and for this we just give you praise today. We ask that you will grant us traveling mercies as we visit our loved ones today and those that are coming to visit us. We pray that you would watch over them. May we feel your awesome presence in a greater way today. We uh, ask that you continue to bless us and favor us. May you heal the sick Grant financial blessings to those who are in need. Heal broken hearts and keep us covered under the precious blood of Jesus. We pray all these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Our scripture lesson today is found in the Gospel of Luke, the second chapter, beginning with the first verse, and we're going to be reading through the 20th verse today. Now in those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that a census be taken of all the inhabited earth. This was the first census taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone was on his way to register for the census, each to his own city. Joseph also went up to Galilee from the city of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David, in order to register along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was with child. While they were there, the days were completed for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him in cloths and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for him in the inn. In the same region, there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy which shall be for all the people. For today in the city of David there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. When the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, Let us go straight to Bethlehem then and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has made known to us. So they came in a hurry and found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby as he lay in the manger. When they had seen this, they made known the statement which had been told them about this child. 
And all who heard it wondered at the things which were told him by the shepherds. But Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds went back, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, just as had been told them. May God add his blessing to the reading of his word. Our scripture lesson today recounts the event that we celebrate around the world today, the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Years later, Jesus himself would explain the why of the Christmas story with these words. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For unto you is born this day a Savior. Because God loved us, he gave us a gift. Many of you are getting ready to give gifts to people you love, and maybe you've already given them today. In thinking about this, the gift giving, I began to think about what it takes to make a good gift. And let's face it, not all gifts are good gifts. Um, here's an example. I saw where a guy the other day, uh, he, he shared, sure, you can get your wife jewelry or an expensive purse or perfume for Christmas, but she will never forget the Christmas you gave her a mop. Never. I did a lot of research on what the characteristics of a good gift are, and I meant to list about seven or eight of them, but I think I can sum it all up very succinctly by just sharing with you a story. There's a classic short story by O. Henry called The Gift of the Magi. And sadly, many today don't know this story as it originally came out, even though they've seen the theme of the story played out uh, on TV shows all over the world and through many, many years uh, uh, at Christmas time. It tells the story of two young marrieds who were very much in love. They'd fallen on hard times when the story begins. Jim Young, the husband, has had his pay cut one-third, and they are really struggling. On Christmas Eve, Della Young discovers that she only has a dollar and 87 cents to buy a present for Jim, and she is very distraught. O'Henry then lets us know that in their impoverished state, that they each did still have something in addition to each other that was very important to them. In his words, we hear this. Now there were two possessions of the James Dillingham Youngs in which they both took a mighty pride. One was Jim's gold watch that had been his father's and his grandfather's before him. The other was Della's hair. Had the Queen of Sheba lived in the flat across the air shaft, Della would have let her hair hang out the window some day to dry just to depreciate Her Majesty's jewels and gifts. 
Had King Solomon been the janitor with all his treasures piled up in the basement, Jim would have pulled out his watch every time he passed just to see him pluck at his beard from envy. As the story continues, Della has an inspiration and she visits the nearby shop of a hairdresser, Madame Sofroni, who buys Della's long, beautiful hair for $20. Now that's the amount that Jim was making in a week. Della then used the money to buy a platinum pocket watch for Jim at the price of $21, and so she wound up going home with 87 cents still in her pocket. When Jim comes home from work that evening, Jim is in total shock and unbelief when he sees what Della has done. And Della admits to him that she sold her hair to buy him a gift. Jim then gives Della her present, a set of beautiful, expensive, ornamental combs, the very combs that he had seen her look at longingly in a shop window, knowing they could never afford them. Combs which she will be unable to use until her hair grows back out. Then Della gives Jim the watch chain, and he tells her that he sold the watch to buy the combs. While the gifts that Jim and Della gave each other can't be used, they know how far they went to show each other their love and how invaluable their love truly is. In this story, we get to pause and contemplate what characteristics make up the most beautiful, meaningful gifts, don't we? And we can see that number one is love. Jim and Della truly loved each other. That's obvious. Number two is sacrifice. Jim and Della sacrificed because they loved. And number three is that somehow the gift shares a part of you with the one who is loved. And that is exactly what we see in God's coming into this world that first Christmas night. Love for you. Sacrifice for you. And the gift he gives is himself. The gift of salvation was not something he could just send. He had to deliver it very personally. You see, the incarnation had a very important purpose. He had to come so he could die. And that is why so many times when you see paintings of manger scenes, you will see a cross looming in the background. You see, he had to die so you could have eternal life. And he couldn't have done that unless he came as a human being. So he could die as a human being to pay the price for our sin. Shortly before he went to the cross, he gathered his disciples together for a last meal. And as they were gathered around, he took the loaf and he broke it 
And he gave it to each one of them saying, This is my body given to you. This is my body, Peter, given for you. This is my body, James, given for you. This is my body, Sally, given for you. Because as he gave out his body there that night, he was giving it out down through the ages to people like you whom he loved and knew were going to need this gift. And so he broke his body and he gave it. And then he took the cup and after blessing it, he said, this is my blood shed for the forgiveness, for the, shed for the forgiveness of sins. Drink ye all of this in remembrance of me. And then he shared his blood with you, with his disciples gathered around that table, and with all who are going to need to be covered by his precious blood through the ages. Some people thought whenever they arrested Jesus and took him to the cross and they nailed him to that cross and he died, they thought that he had lost. But you see, he had won. He did, they didn't take his life from him. He gave it away. And he was victorious. And he rose from the dead to offer you and me and everyone else who will receive that gift, eternal life, the gift of Christmas. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. Love, sacrifice, self, all wrapped up in the gift God gave at Christmas. Thanks be to God for his unspeakable gift. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.